Hello, everybody. I am the hippie Christian who cares. I am Chrissy Baki, and so glad you're here. Even if you accidentally clicked on and got sucked in by my vibrant wit and my pleasant voice, the vibrant wit is coming because I could barely say vibrant, so that's probably where I'm disconnecting several of you right now, but keep listening because this episode is all about purpose and intent, and it's interesting because when we talk about God's purpose, His plan and His purpose, sometimes it's a little bit of a slippery slope in terms of how we measure purpose and God's intent and all that. I mean, my goodness, we are not God, right? But together, we are going to try to crack the code and talk about purpose and intent. This is going to be a very exciting episode. Before I go into the whole subject matter of God's purpose and intent. I have exciting news. So I've been doing this podcast for about a year and a half, and there is a small handful of listeners. Thank you all very much. I always try to do my best to like throw some shout outs to people that I typically don't shout out But it's hard because the same group of you listen all the time. And I know that I've missed somebody. And so, you know, I often miss Bob because he's in California and Randy because she's my cousin and it's easy to take family for granted. Um, My niece, Susan, I've got a lot of Susans in my life. And... um, Brian and I have Becca and Rebecca. They're both Rebecca's. One goes by Becca, one goes by Rebecca. And they might both go by that, but they're awesome and they listen and it's cool. And Phyllis is always a listener. So and and Maureen, I skip you a ton. And Judy, and I know I'm forgetting somebody, but anyways, I do my best. So if you want a shout out email me at hippiechristianwhocares at gmail.com. I get bust in the gut because I always, when somebody says, well, what's your email? I always start with an apology. Like, I'm really sorry. It's an entire sentence. But when I created it, it was going along with my podcast. So it made sense then. But now that you have to type this whole thing out or handwrite it out, I apologize. hippiechristianwhocares at gmail.com. Tell me you're listening. Tell me what you love. Tell me what you hate. Don't hurt my feelings because I'm sensitive, okay? I don't typically cry in front of people, but I will cry if you hurt my feelings. So anyways, exciting news because you may or may not know this, but in and amongst this crowd of amazing listeners, we have... Uh, what's the word? A competition bass fisherman. And I bring that up and I completely deviated from the original 
direction I was going. But I've been doing this podcast for a year and a half, and I throw in a commercial because Anchor supports me, and I giggle because they give me the opportunity to do a commercial for Anchor by Spotify. And honest to goodness, I do really believe in it because it's been so easy for me to do. Wait for the commercial. That was not it. But based on how many listeners, they give you some money. I always typically throw it out there because I just want everybody to know that I'm not in it for the money. But the Bass Fisher sent me a message and was like, I would like to donate because we want the hippie Christian who cares to hit the $50 mark. How exciting is that? So yeah, we're over the $50 mark. And guess what? That money is going to go towards um, NAMI, the National Association of Mental Illness. I think that's what it is. I got to look it up because I might be saying it wrong. Long story short, though, it's all about mental health, all about taking care of people and helping people to have full body, mind, body, and soul wellness. And it's exciting. And I'm so excited. So to my amazing Bass Fisher friend, thank you so very much. You are terrific. Purpose and intention. God has a purpose for us. And I read a book about, I think it was a little tiny book. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't like super tiny, but I mean, it was just this sort of like small, almost like pocket type book that for kids about Jesus being your friend and Jesus, each page, Jesus tells the reader who he is and something about him and how they can be friends. It's cool. And I gave it away today um, when I originally planned on reading it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, God, why did I do that? I was supposed to use that for my podcast. But he said, no, I've got something different for you. And the cool part about that book, though, was it was talking, Jesus says, I made you on purpose. And it was, I loved how it talked about only you laugh like you laugh. Only you can look at the world the way that you do. Only you can achieve the things that you want to achieve because I made you that way. And it was so, so cool. And the, the, so I was frustrated because I realized that I had given the book away to somebody I love dearly. And then I thought, mm, how am I going to get this point across? How am I going to make it fun? And uh, what am I going to do now? Interestingly enough, I also had one of those days that at the end of the day, I just was trying to accomplish a couple things and did not get either one of them accomplished. And then you're just frustrated. And I don't like 
speechless, right? I was speechless. And that's never true. I was not even a little speechless. I was telling everybody that I didn't get anything done. And so as I was thinking about purpose, I knew there was a verse about, um, lots of verses about God and purpose. So I kind of started looking them up and I was taken to the book of Jeremiah. And if you don't know anything about Jeremiah, that's okay. Interestingly enough, I learned something. Jeremiah is the longest book in the Bible. Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet because he literally cries over the sins of the people of Judah and Israel. And he is so sad for these people and their sinfulness and how they have turned away from God. But the really cool part about, and he has, and as a prophet, he has a really hard job to do. He has to tell these people that they are going into exile, that they are going to be taken over by the Babylonians. And he has to be the bearer of bad news. But through it all, God reminds him of his plan and his purpose and continues to give him encouragement and support and help. And so we're going to look a little bit at some of the verses in Jeremiah and try to figure out how to apply them to our lives. That's always fun, isn't it? How am I going to apply this to my life? So as I am picking out certain verses of Jeremiah and talking about them, please know that this is my understanding, my opinion, my thoughts. I call myself the hippie Christian who cares because I do care and I love my listeners and I love to share Jesus, but also who cares what I have to say? Like, I'm not... Um, like an educated theologian. I'm not a pastor or a priest, although Jesus did say we are all part of the royal priesthood, so I'm going to claim priest. But anyways, not through seminary or college or anything like that. I am school of life, study the Bible, talk about it, pray about it, talk to Jesus. That's the kind of person I am, and that's the only thing I can claim in sharing what I share. But one time when I was in Bible study with a real pastor, he shared that you have to look at Bible, the Bible at the then and there and the here and now. And the then and there is historically. You look at what was happen, happening historically. You know, obviously people didn't have cars or cell phones or things like that. So how they communicated was how they communicated and, you know, all the things they did were because of the time they were in and the instructions that they got and so forth. 
So sometimes you look at something and you're like, okay, we don't do that anymore. But then other times you look at a verse and you're like, okay, while that was specific words to Jeremiah, those words would certainly apply to all of us. And so in the very first chapter of Jeremiah, um, chapter one, verse five, um, starting with verse four, it says, the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So obviously, the I appointed you as a prophet to the nations does not apply to all of us. Not all of us are prophets. I am not one. Um, if you are one, boy, I would love to hear your story. That's for sure. But the before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. If that applied to Jeremiah, certainly it would apply to all of us. God is so intentional when he created us in his image. And I say that all the time because I think it is so powerful and impactful in his image, he created us, man and woman, he created us. So he knew us before he formed us in the womb. And before we were born, he sets us apart. How cool is that? Instantly, Jeremiah is like, oh my goodness, you're appointing me a prophet like, dude, I'm only a kid. Like, I can't do this, which is interesting because I did not look um, to see, like, do we have any idea how old Jeremiah is? So everybody go to church this weekend and ask your pastor or email your pastor or text your pastor or call somebody who knows the Bible better than I do and say, how old do they think Jeremiah was that he said, I am only a child? <clears throat> but you know what? Here's, th here's that encouragement that God says. He says, don't say I'm only a child. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Don't be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. So again, it isn't us doing this exact prophet thing that Jeremiah is doing, but we do want to speak to others in ways that God commands us to do. And we have this whole entire book that shares lots of ways to do so. And don't be afraid. Did you, did you know that they say, I believe that it's true, that fear not or do not be afraid is that sort of um, phrase of words, either fear not or do not be afraid, is in the Bible 365 days, times, get it? Days, times, 365 times. It's almost like every day God is reminding us not to be afraid of anything that can hurt us. I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. 
very cool stuff and food for thought in terms of this very intentional God. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm starting to get a cold. I got a little bit of the sniffles and I'm a little plugged up. So I don't know if that makes my voice sound better or worse, but I apologize if I sniffle. When, when I was talking about um, do not be afraid or fear not being in the Bible 365 days, it interest, it instantly made me want to go to 525,600 minutes. I don't know if you've ever seen Rent. Um, it's the song Seasons of Love. Um, how do you measure, measure a year? Um, and then it gives lots of ideas like daylight, sunset, sunsets, midnights, cups of coffee, inches, miles, laughter, and strife. And then it says, again, you know, 525,600 minutes. How do you measure the life of a woman or a man? Um, just interesting because the story of rent is filled with a wide variety of people, um, drug addicts, um, people, um, living with HIV, um, homosexuals, transgender, just lots of types. And it makes me want to be a better Christian because God has made all of us in his image. And when we are measuring the life of a woman or a man, we are measuring them according to who they are made in God's image. And so for us to judge anybody with anything other than respect and made by the hands of God, set apart, formed in the womb and set apart. Um, it brings me to um, the next couple verses that I want to share from Jeremiah. And this is again, encouragement that he is giving Jeremiah because Jeremiah's got a hard job ahead of him. And he says, obey me and I will be your God and you will be my people. Walk in the ways I command you that it may go well with you. So God is sharing to Jeremiah and to his people, like, do the right thing. Follow me, obey me, and walk in the ways that I command you, and things will go well. And does that mean that bad things aren't going to happen to good people? No, because the whole world is messed up. If everybody obeyed God and walked in his ways, um, in the ways that he commanded us, I don't think bad things would happen to anybody um, because we would be at peace. We would be in line with what God is telling us. And then in Jeremiah um, 9, um, verse 22, he says, but let him who boast, boast about this, that he understands and knows me that I am the Lord who exercises 
and wait for it. Kindness, justice, righteousness on earth, for in these I delight, declares the Lord. So now he's just plain and simply giving us a list. Exercise kindness and justice and righteousness here on earth. I delight in those things. And, you know, again, that sort of reminds me of going to see Rent. And my goodness, my nose is like literally running so fast. It's on a marathon. It's crazy. So we just need to exercise kindness and and righteousness and justice for all. So clearly I recently went to rent and I love community theater. It's just always, I love theater period, but community theater is just cool because it's just raw and honest and so delightful. One in the very first scene or shortly there after um character colin is on uh on the phone at a phone booth and so after that scene the phone booth later has to get back on stage and so two stage hands are sort of drape it in black and then are moving it down the aisle but the theater was in our old junior high school auditorium and there is a little bit of an incline and so there was a part of me that thought oh my gosh one small slip in that phone booth is going straight down that slant made me giggle a little bit back to jeremiah because you just have to have those like fun little stories in there right am i not right about that just moving phone booths up an aisle that's it can't even find a phone booth anymore am i right so a couple things that i want to in the middle well it's not even the middle of jeremiah it's still somewhat in the first third of jeremiah but in chapter 10 um jeremiah says um verse 10 but the lord is the true god he is the living god the eternal king also in chapter 10 verse 23 jeremiah is praying and he says i know O lord that a man's life is not his own it is not for a man to direct his steps and so jeremiah is on board with god and um he also says but lord O Lord Almighty, this is in chapter 11, verse 20. But O Lord Almighty, you who judge righteously and test the heart and mind, let me see your vengeance upon them. For you, I have committed my cause. This is where you just give everything back to God. You know, you're, you're acknowledging that God tests our heart and our minds, and that's both an amazing thing and a scary thing because our heart and our mind isn't always in the right place as it should be but God is good and grants us that mercy that that um, 
gives us that, um, wow, I completely have it mixed up, but grace is getting something we don't deserve and mercy is not getting something we deserve. So instead of God continually holding us accountable and punishing us for our sins, he gives us the mercy through Jesus Christ. We're going to come back to that um, God testing our mind and knowing our hearts again. But before I do, in Jeremiah chapter 15, Jeremiah says, when your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name, O Lord God Almighty. And I think that's just a really good reminder that God's word is in the Bible. And so it is a good idea to pick it up once in a while and read it and maybe study it with somebody or listen to a podcast, maybe somebody a little bit more intelligent than me, but, or, or like look up, um, things on the internet, but then test them to what the Bible says. Um, you know, we make sure that you're always following a triune God, God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy spirit. And that Jesus is always our Savior, fully God, fully man, born, lived on earth, crucified, died, went to hell, rose again, and ascended to heaven. Good stuff is what I was saying. <clears throat> so then when we come back to Jeremiah 17 in verse 10, now God says, I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward a man according to his conduct, according to what his deeds deserve. And he says that because we are judged, but thanks be to Jesus Christ that he's going to grant us mercy, but he does judge us for what we do. And then Jeremiah says, heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me and I will be saved for you are the one I praise. So Jeremiah is getting this, you know, it's a tough job that he has, but he's understanding the plan that God has for him. I'm going to bring this around to plan and intent. So stick with me. Listen to the commercial first though. Okay. The book of Jeremiah is 52 chapters long, and it is in chapter 29 that Jeremiah gets to deliver some good news. He is um, in a letter to the exiles. He shares God's word, and he says, and these are just snippets. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. And this is probably one of the most famous Jeremiah verses. Um, but it is God 
sharing that, yep, you're going to be exiled into Babylon, but I'm also going to save you. And he says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. That is an amazing promise from God. And it was a promise to um, to the exiles. But it is a promise to us too, because he does know that the plans he has for us. And he, and he wants, he wants those plans to prosper and not to harm us. He wants us to have hope in a future and our hope will always point to Jesus Christ. And when we have that hope, then we do call on God. We come and we pray to him and we listen to him and we seek him, and when we find him, because we're seeking him with all our heart, then he brings us back from exile. He brings us back from any of the problems that we're having. And it's interesting because we are talking about knowing Jesus, and there was a there was somebody that said, you know, like you need Jesus. Who well that's a true statement for all of us. So like you could say that to anybody, but I said, the interesting thing I think is sometimes you don't know you need Jesus until you know Jesus. You know what I mean? It's kind of almost like you don't know you love a Snickers until you've eaten a Snickers. I kind of like a Milky Way better than a Snickers though. Snickers, I feel like is a little bit more harsh. You know, it's got nuts in it, crunchy, that kind of stuff. But Milky Way is just like soft and creamy. Yum. And did you guys also know, like, let me just tell you, I do know my candy and it's hilarious. But did you guys know that this Snickers almond? Yeah, that used to be the Mars bar. It was a yellow package with red writing that said Mars. I loved a Mars bar and fun fact, so did my mom. I know, right? That's exactly what you need to know. But then I go back to that whole Jeremiah saying that God's word is sweet, sweet like a Mars bar. So I'm going to get to the point um, of Jeremiah here because that was, like I said, chapter 29 in Jeremiah 30, verse 17. But I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. In chapter 31, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness. Jeremiah is not an easy chapter to read, from probably that point on, there's just a lot of details and a lot of messages to different um, regions and like a message about um, 
it will say like a message about the Philistines, a message about Babylon, you know, a wide variety of things. And, and so I don't have a whole lot of highlights in there. I'm guessing if I read it again, God will reveal something new to me. But today, when I was getting prepared for this, what was revealed to me is at the very end of the exile, Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, had been taken captive. And so, in the year of Evil Merodach became, in the year Evil Merodach became king of Babylon, he released Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and freed him from the prison on the 25th day of the 12th month. Was that Christmas? Let's just pretend it was. He spoke kindly to him and gave him a seat of honor higher than those of other kings who were with him in Babylon. So Jehoiakim put aside his prison clothes and for the rest of his life ate regularly at the king's table. Day by day, the king of Babylon gave Jehoiakim a regular allowance as long as he lived till the day of his death. That is plan and purpose and intention on God's part. God sentencing um, the king of Judah into exile, but bringing it full circle to now him getting an allowance from the king and eating at the king's table. We have to trust that God has a plan and a purpose for our life, and we have to be intentional about it. Everything we do, and it's so much easier said than done. As I speak this to you, I think of my own life and how unintentional I can be and how sometimes I wonder what's the purpose that I have or what's the plan or am I doing the right things and questioning. But remember, kindness, justice, and righteousness are what God is asking of us. When we are kind, when we seek justice for all, when we are being righteous and not as in holier than thou, but as in following what God commands us. When, when we're trying to do the right thing and follow in the footsteps of Christ, that is what pleases God. And that is the purpose for us. And so it's interesting because I think when we think of a purpose, we think of a specific like, oh, I'm going to be a gardener or I'm going to be a bass fisherman or I'm going to be a medical examiner or a makeup counter person or sell brushes for a living. Oh, that's what I do. Sometimes we think of that, but our purpose is on a daily basis, how we interact with people and speak with people and treat people. 
I love how God can take an earlier conversation and it's as if he knew that would apply to what I would be talking about later tonight in this very podcast. And that was intent and purpose and what we're called to do and asked to do by God. And I shared with our associate pastor, Pastor Mark, who is just cool. I dig him. Anyways, I said, you know, it's kind of like my podcast. We're talking about not having like big crowds for things or when only a few people show up to a Bible study or a church service. And sometimes it gets measured by that amount of people. And I said, that's like my podcast. If I only did this podcast for my number one fan, who's my sister Susie, and she just gets that title because she's my sister Susie and quite honestly has listened from the beginning and digs it so much. And thank you all who have said that they have enjoyed it. And remember, hippie Christian who cares at gmail.com. I will shout you out too. But if I only did this podcast for Susie, it still would be worth it. And if I only did this podcast for any of you and it meant something to you or you have listened and heard something you needed to hear, that's God's purpose. That's God's intent. God just uses me probably because I am funny and I have this very nice voice, especially when I have a stuffed up nose. No, I'm teasing, totally teasing. I'm not really that full of myself, just a tiny bit full of myself. It is a God who takes hot messes of humans and turns them into beautiful works of art. So think about your plan and your purpose and your intent this week. Match it to God's word and his will and keep talking to him and keep enjoying. And thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your intentional week. Thank you.